Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by Rob Smith, CEO of Lionfish Tech Advisors, and Brad Laporte, an industry veteran and advisor at Lionfish. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great for you guys to be here. I'd love to kind of get get a sort of better idea of who you both are. Could you just tell me a little bit about your uh, backgrounds and and uh, maybe a little bit about what you do at Lionfish? Sure. Uh, so let me start with that. I would say um, backing up quite some time ago into the late 90s, I was working for a startup that was doing something nobody heard of at the time. And that was we were installing firewalls and writing software for firewalls. Then if you ask somebody what a firewall was, they would say to stop your neighbor's house from burning down. Um, it's true. And so uh, we were a reseller in the Southeast US uh, called Secure IT. And we were actually acquired by VeriSign. We were VeriSign's first acquisition. And very quickly, um, we became a dot-com. We became one of the only two dot-coms in Atlanta. It was us and ISS. And it was your classic dot-com story where things just went totally insane overnight. Um, and so out of that, I was very fortunate to move to Europe and start my own managed security service provider. But in those days, we called it Managed Firewall. And I built up that company and I spun off out of that um, mobile security firm called Mobile Active Defense. And then when I sold both of those companies off, my now ex-wife said, no more startups. And so those who can't do teach, and I became a Gartner analyst. That's my fast version. Brad's story is much more interesting than mine. Yeah. So um, I started off in the military uh, as a military officer, and I did cybersecurity. <laughs> I did um, cybersecurity for the military intelligence. Um, really got access to a lot of technology well ahead of its time. Really set a good solid foundation for my leadership, uh, my tech background, and really just uh, my Intel background as well. And I brought that forward and um, I joined uh, SecureWorks, which actually acquired a portion of VeriSign's business, uh, their MSSP business. So interesting parallels there. And then um, that was acquired by Dell. And then um, while I was there, I launched one of the first managed detection response offerings ever. Uh, back in 2014, uh, built an EDR product and put detection response, and then um, eventually took those lessons learned, brought it over to IBM, who acquired ISS, another parallel, and then uh, also ended up at Gartner. That's when I linked up with Rob and tried to learn as much as I could for him and, and several of the other advisors we have at Lionfish, and you know now we're off doing our own thing at, at Lionfish. So it's been a, quite a tidal wave of just a crazy career and a lot of just insane experience. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. And thank you for sharing that with me. Um, two, two, two quite different uh, backgrounds, but obviously now you're both here at uh, Lionfish. Um, so Rob, I, I was just curious, um, just to kind of get us uh, kicked off here. Um, could you tell the listeners 
who lionfish are and what is your uh, mission in the space sure um Another, in order to understand who lionfish is, you actually need to understand why lionfish first and foremost. Um, lionfish was really founded because I had two fundamental problems with Gartner. Um, and yeah, the joke is what only two problems. Um, my, my first problem is that as an analyst, you're never allowed to give direct advice. You are told to maybe do A, maybe do B, maybe do C as a recommendation. Um, and, and I'm from New Jersey originally. I may live in Europe, but I'm very much Jersey, which means I have no filter. And so to say, not be able to give my opinion and say, you should do this because I said so, um, was always a challenge. But in Gartner's defense, the second problem causes the first problem. And that is vendors always lie to Gartner. And if I was a vendor, I would lie to Gartner too. You can't trust Gartner or any other analyst firm for that matter, uh, not just Gartner. And it's because they're going to talk to end customers about you, end users. They're going to talk to your competitors. They're going to rate you. They are going to position you in the market. And in a worst case scenario, the analyst you're talking to and knows you could always quit and go work for your competition. So you have to curate what you speak to the analyst and be very, very careful on how you present yourself to the analyst community to put, as it were, your best face forward. But, you know, in the end of the day, that doesn't help the vendor community. It doesn't help it be better. And so when I decided to leave Gartner a year after Brad, um, it was to basically do what Brad was already doing, make the vendor community better, to partner with them to figure out what the real challenges are, to find out, you know, pardon the expression, where all their bodies are buried, and, and how to fix them, how to improve them, and simply make them better day to day. And Brad had been doing it for a year, and what I found was what when I quickly started and that Brad had discovered is that there's so many vendors out there who need really, truly unfiltered advice without the politics and without the pressure that it could ultimately hurt them in the commercial space, but to try and work with someone to simply be better. In fact, the Germans have a phrase for this. They call it the four eyes principle. Somebody completely independent who you totally trust was no political motivations other than to make you better. That, in a nutshell, is lionfish. Excellent. Yeah, that's quite quite uh, quite well said there. Um, so uh, obviously, you know, you sort of at attacked there kind of where where you guys started. So talk me through, you know, how you've d developed over the last few years and kind of where you guys sit in the industry right now. Sure. So when I started Lionfish, I literally thought it would be, oh, my boutique company, I could work on my side. And, you know, as I said previously, I had, you know, a few successful exits. And so I, I never expected Lionfish to develop to the full business that it was. And I discovered exactly what Brad did is that we had more vendors coming at us who really, truly needed help than we could have ever imagined. And so what started out as just me and then Brad and a couple others, we're now 27 former Gartner analysts. And we uh, cover all areas of IT, not just IT security. In fact, um, when you start at Gartner, they assign 
an analyst to teach you how to be an analyst, as it were. And in my case, uh, my mentor, as it's known, was uh, Leif Olav Valen, who led IoT for Gartner. And he retired from Gartner four months ago and then came to work for Lionfish as a part-time fish. And so some of us uh, are full-time, like Brad and myself, and some of the advisors work part-time. But ultimately, we all share the same goal, make the industry better. Yeah, we have a wide range of um, expertise as well. So, um, you know, some of the advisors that we have, um, 60% of it, I would say, are experts in the cybersecurity industry. And then we have another 40% that is really the best of the best in terms of the overall tech community. So more of the traditional IT technology. And... Like we even have experts that are um, like Seth Fetter, who's you know been a C- CIO and CISO in the healthcare industry, um, and and you know he has domain expertise in that vertical. We have others that are experts in five G and experts in um, you know pretty much every market that you could think of across you know such a large market and. Um, you know, it's it's great because we have the the breadth and the depth to carry that forward. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like really important to you know have that kind of strong team of of twenty seven, as you said, that kind of cover all all of these different kind of topics and sort of business areas within uh, the tech industry. I know it can be sort of like quite wide. Um, I, I was interested to kind of ask you as well, um, Brad. Obviously, you've been uh, an advisor for a number of years, um, and and right now, I mean. It, the the day that we're recording today, the twentieth of October, obviously the the prime minister in the UK has uh, just resigned and stuff like that. Um, we're seeing quite a lot of uncertainty across the world uh, in multiple markets. So, you know, economically and politically, how does this em- uh, impact the enterprise tech sector? And how are you kind of finding in your work as an analyst? How, how do you feel like the industry is going to look five years from now? Well, it's one thing I'll say is it's not slowing down. Um, so the problems that have existed from a need perspective, even going back before COVID, before the recession, like people, organizations are going to continue to go through their digital transformation. And, um, many would argue that with COVID and the global lockdown and and everything that's happened, more people working from home, we've actually shaved off. 10 years or a whole decade of transformation that would have taken much longer that now organizations were able to do it in, in less than a year uh, because they were forced to. And so organizations are, are growing up really fast. Um, in addition, across the board, we're seeing a lot more scrutiny. We're seeing a lot more regulation and a lot more due diligence around certain areas, specifically um, logistical supply chain, um, and how that works around the world, but also how to secure that. And then there's also often confused the software supply chain uh, side of the house, which is you start getting into what is actually in there. So software, bill or materials, so on and so forth. We're also seeing more privacy regulations. We're seeing um, more oversight from not only the U.S. government, but governments across uh, the EU and, and uh, across um, even segments across the world, more and more organizations are, are really 
you know, cracking down on things and enforcing the hand in terms of you have to be secure and then you also have to be efficient in order to compete in today's economy. Um, concurrently, the uh, days of getting easy money has, is certainly dried up. Um, so the scrutiny around raising venture capital um, and even private equity and in, in having um, different exits, it's a lot more challenging than it was before. An average VC now, regardless of what, where you are in the segment, um, across tech and cybersecurity, you know, they went from having, you know, 30 um, evaluations a month to now 300 or more. So the pool that they get to, to evaluate and, and potentially invest in goes up significantly. And unfortunately, the door closes on a lot of other organizations. So a lot of startups are being expected to have more cash on hand. And on average, a US-based company, um, startup early stage would typically have around six months burn rate or cash on hand in order to um, operate. And now the guidance says you need 24 months or more in order to continue. So what comes out of that is um, thinking smarter, not harder. And you know this is really where we can come in and help because we can be a force multiplier in helping you with your go-to-market and specifically building out a strategy on how to differentiate and be more effective in the market and really beat out your competition. And you know, we we help grow companies. You know, effectively, we are taking um, wherever you, you are in that stage and helping you get from level one to level two, level two to level three. And in terms of startups, you know, we're helping you get from that pre-seed to series A to B, all the way up to series Z. And it doesn't really matter. Like we support companies all the way up from uh, the, the idea stage. So well into the pre-seed all the way up to multi-billion dollar public companies. So there really is no scrutiny there. And um, we help them with everything that they're trying to do from messaging, positioning to trying to get that uh, next round of funding, how to use that fund funding effectively, how to build out their pricing uh, packages more effectively and, and so they can be more competitive, um, right down to business partnerships and building out a channel um, and, you know, and even analyst relations. So how to best work with companies like Forrester, Gartner, IDC, et cetera, and how to leverage uh, influencers and influencer marketing, um, what events to go to, webinars, I mean, podcasts <laughs> like this. And, um, you know, a lot of organizations, they don't understand that. And they, they don't, they're really good at their technology, but they're not, you know, they're, they, they don't know everything under the sun. And there's a serious gap on the business side of the house of effectively, you know, what actionable insights uh, do I need to make informed decisions and, and really operate in a lean fashion where I can have that multiplier and I can have that productivity and output that I'm looking for based on my strategy that I'm trying to execute on. And, um, you know, I think that's what we're seeing. And, and a lot of this will end up being um, a lot of winners and also, unfortunately, a lot of losers. So over the next five years, you're certainly going to see a lot of consolidation, especially across tech and across um, the cybersecurity industry. 
Um, there's over just in cybersecurity alone, there's uh, over 3,000 vendors, um, at least at its core. It is even more once you start getting into the overlap with technology and overlap with professional services. There's you know tens of thousands that fall in that bucket. And um, there's, you know, in certain subsegments like cloud security, there's over 200, 300 vendors. So there's certainly going to be a lot of consolidation that occurs, a lot of mergers, a lot of acquisitions, a lot of exits that will occur because um, there's there's a correction, a market correction that's occurring. So Yeah, no, well, well said. And I think, you know, especially, I mean, it's the nature of the tech industry, right? I mean, everything's moving so fast and the, the rules are constantly changing. So, you know, for businesses to kind of have that um, kind of advisor base where they can go to informa- information, I think, it's, I think it's so important. And I, I think a lot of companies are, you know, certainly seeing the value of it. Um, so that's, that, that's, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good take. Um, yeah. So guys, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask, where can people go to learn more about Lionfish? Sure. Real easy. Lionfishtechadvisors.com or look for myself, the one and only Rob Smith on LinkedIn. <laughs> There's not many t- that Rob Smith or, or Brad Laporte, which I think you'd mm-hmm. easily find much easier than Rob Smith. But seriously, though, lionfishtechadvisors.com, all one word. Excellent. Lionfishtechadvisors.com. Guys, thank you both so much for your time. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.